Oh everyone and welcome. Hello. It's Thursday and you know what Thursday is. Beyond Small Talk Day. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk. My name is Jackie Janik and I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating women one talk at a time. And today it's no coincidence that the universe has delivered us Darlene Morant. Like I am so excited to bring her on today because we're talking about rest. Capital R, period E, period S, period T, rest. And while her expertise does lie with mamas, middle-aged mamas and rest, that would be me, the rest applies to tons of women, all over the place. You don't have to have a kid to know that you need some rest. Hey, Angela. Hi. Hi, the Guided Healing Project. Ah, thank you for joining us. Let's get Darlene on now, and her handle is Darlene uh, dot Morant. We will. Um, I'll add that too. But let's see. What does rest mean, girl? Like we need help, and especially today, it's been a little rough one with the soap. We've had a little iffy morning going on, but. It's okay. It all works out, right? I, we need some mama help, some mama support. Hi! I love your background. You just are like shining so bright. Hello! Thank you. That's my signature color. It works for you. You look so pretty. Thank you. Let me just. Thank you. Thank you. It was no coincidence that today was all about rest. And I keep saying our purity because um, rest is your formula. I'm calling it a formula. I apologize if. No, that's great. And it just was one of those days, you know, with your kids. Kid, I have one, and uh, (laughs) she's on the autistic spectrum. So sometimes we have some extra elements added in there. So I was like, Darlene, I need you today. So welcome. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And just because I was going to be on today, the neighbors have decided it's time to construct with their electric. So you might hear. Of course they did. Not a problem at all. No, where are you calling from? Can you share? I can. I'm actually on a rest break in Belize. Oh my God. Which is my second. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my God, Belize. And then when you told me, you're like, we're going to be doing this from Belize. I was like, no way. So how's Belize treating you? How How do you feel there? Belize is always gorgeous. I love it. Um, it's in the middle of summer here, which we always have a summer, but right now it's the hottest period of the year. And I'm a sun child, hence the orange. So it's perfect. The weather's gorgeous. Um, the people are beautiful. And it's just a great time to be alive, but that's generally my sunny disposition. I'll have to get you to ask someone else how <laughs> I love your sunny disposition. Thank you. Again, this is no coincidence that I needed you today. So um, thank you for coming on. Um, So we're talking about rest and as an R-E-S-T. Now, I gave a little hint what the R is, but I'd like to hear more. Can you share from um, your expertise? How did this come about for you? How did you create rest? And then we'll dive into each letter. Sure. Well, being a mom is no easy feat. My coin phrase is that momming is not for the faint of heart. So if, you, if you're like a fragile type person, personality per se, 
you really have to buck up when it comes to being a parent because now you have this entire other person, right? That's depending on your every move, whether it be great, bad, good, indifferent, smiling, sad, your children get to soak up all of that. And what I found was as I got to middle age, it was, I have these little kids and all I hear are voices all the time, which are my children constantly asking questions or needing something this or having to do that. And I had kind of lost myself in motherhood, if you would. So I started looking for ways, even though in my profession, all I do is strengthen and backbone mom, you don't always take your own medicine. So I figured out the things that work for me, this thing that speaks to my soul in order for me to be a great functioning person. And that is how rest came about. I mean, <laughs> of a mother, uh, being any, and, and we're talking about mothering anyone. You don't have to birth it out of your badge. Like people are mothers in all no. different types of ways. And I have to say, Absolutely. yeah, that all of us need rest from you and particularly uh, raising an autistic child sleep or the lack thereof sleep um, and sleep challenges is very high on the list of things that autistic kids have challenges with. So for the first very long period of her life, and it continues in batches. I don't sleep. Like when we talk about not sleeping, it's like you get four hours if you're lucky. And you know, like one night here or one night there, your body and I feel like could recoup and your mind could, you know, bounce back. But when you're on my longest stretch was right. eight days. And this is not like baby, you know, when you, they first come out, they don't sleep every like where. No, this is like right. eight days was my stretch. And I feel like that actually plays with your mind incredibly incredibly your whole body suffers like it's just oh I still have flashbacks so sorry about that like I have a flashback of like not sleeping so you you developed rest right so can you dive in a little bit like oh and also what do you consider middle-aged moms well I consider middle-aged mom because in your 40s they're about between 40 and 50, let's say, is the sweet oh. spot. And the reason I say that is because if you are in this age range and you have littles, then you have an entire new gamut of things to deal with. You're premenopausal. You're a little ugly all the time. You know, so you're fully immersed in your career oh. if you are at that point. You know, or fully immersed in attempting to escape your career. So... <laughs> There are two, there's so many dynamics that come along with it. So that's how I termed um, middle-aged mamas. It's not that you started in your 20s and then you did everything now and your children and you now in your 40s are, you know, of age. They're graduating high school and all that. No, my children are still all in grade yeah. school. So this is like... That's time. a really valid point. And um, I'm, I'm so happy you're doing this kind of work because I don't think moms, middle-aged moms, how in the age bracket that you're saying, because I am a middle-aged mom, my daughter's age, um, that we've had a whole different kind of like life already. You know, like we have the career, as you mentioned, or whatever profession, we're either transferring out or up or around uh, perimenopause. I'm in that season very strongly. Mm -hmm. um, that it's, yeah, it's so much different than if you're, you know, young 20s when you don't even really know who you are yet or what you really like or your joys, your challenges or whatever. You're just, you're still like starting out in life yourself and then you pop out a baby. And no shade to women who had 
babies, you know, young, no shade at all. And you naturally do, right? You naturally have more energy. Like naturally. I remember I didn't eat sleepy got that much either, you know, in my twenties. Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. And I agree with you there. Well the first part of it, um, if I could, is R, which of course is relaxation. And the reason that relaxation is so important is because it's not just about you sitting in one place and saying, oh, you know, because as mommies, we hardly ever get that kind of time. But it is now figuring out that when I sit down for five minutes with a book, even if it's on the toilet with the door closed and my kids are, you know, like outside, how to bring yourself to a place that you're resting, right? Your mind rests. You're like, okay, this five minutes before somebody comes to knock on the door. Right. I'm going to bring my mind. This five minutes that I get from the grocery store to the car, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we don't get often the amount of time that we would think we need to relax. If you get a vacation every couple months, um, mine are generally within three, every three months or so, I make sure I get some time down, down, because when I'm working, I'm in home all the time. It's then that's great. But if you don't, we have to work into our schedules the times that can be considered relaxation times because our brain needs it in order to function for our family. If you go for months on end and you haven't sat down to yourself for five, 10 minutes a day or something like that, you're, you start to check out in ways that get noticeable. For sure. And the whole thing about relaxation, there's uh, some people tell me, oh, I don't even know how to relax. Well, you you should like how to figure out how to relax or how does like relaxation work for you? How to, like you said, tone down your mind, not have that running. Um, I, I don't have one now, but I run Beyond Small Talk is also in uh, a community where we have a women's circle and last night we happened to host one together and um we were talking about morning practices and most of us uh, it changes over time but i think implementing something like a morning practice meeting like this morning i journaled and it was only for literally uh, i mean two minutes because i had a little one right yeah but it just felt so good to get out some of those thoughts that i'm not ready to tell every like say it out loud yet you know um meditation even if you do it for like three minutes movement things like that i think that helps when it's time to relax close your eyes whatever you do um it helps because sometimes I hear moms are like, you know, want to be these martyrs of like, no, I don't have time to relax. Well, that's not the way, that's not sustainable. If you, it's not sustainable. If you do not relax, at some point you become unglued. And once you become unglued for yourself, then the entire, the entire family starts to fragment. And that actually has happened for me. We could talk about that part of it on a totally different um, conversation. But the relaxation became so imperative that I crochet, I knit, I read, you know, I walk, even whatever those simple little things. Like I said, when I say from the grocery store to the car, it's not because I'm saying, okay, take a 20 minute walk, you know, in a nature path, you know, when you hike on the weekends. It's literally the little bits of time that you can move into your day and say, there's nothing going on in here. I need to quiet my mind. And that helps you to relax your body. Yeah, that. 
And so that's why that became the first part. Awesome. Okay. R. And I encourage every mom out there, find five minutes. Yes. Five minutes. You're worth that you. five minutes. Like, come on. You're worth five minutes. Yeah. You're, worth, you're yes. worth it. You are worth it. And you are worthy mm. of it. That's a huge um, statement is that you are worth it. Yes. As a mother, but you are worthy of the time. Because you put so much on your yeah. shoulders every day. You are worthy of some time to relax. You are worthy of some time to experience, which is what he is. Take little notes. Like when you get a chance, slap it on a post-it, put it on a mirror. How did you know I was doing that? Right now, I was like, this is a quote from Darlene because I always say, yes, you are worth it. But no, it feels different when I say I am worthy. That feels different. You are worthy. Oh, it rings it different and it's true tell yourself all the facts that you know that your brain tends to slip on because we're doing something else your brain your brain tends to slip on that you're worthy because you're running to the store and you forget you look down and you have on a brown and a blue shoe yeah and you are worthy of the time to relax you're worthy of experiencing the things that your family goes through. You're worthy of experiencing the things that your children go through. Whether they're slinging carrots that you know is going to stain the wall when you try to train a toddler how to eat, and then it lands on your favorite white shirt, and you're, you are, those experiences, they form you in a way that the next time you go to a restaurant and you see a mommy sitting next to you and her toddler screaming, and you're just sitting there just eating their fries and just enjoying it, you're like, wow, I remember when my daughter was slinging carrots, you know, in the, yeah. in the kitchen and we couldn't get And have some compassion. So and have some compassion for a fellow Absolutely. mom. I saw, I was uh, having lunch with someone yesterday and I saw these moms with like these huge strollers, the double-decker ones, right? And like, they were struggling to open the door. You ever try to open a door and push in a double-decker? Yes. Yeah, that sounds like yes. yeah, you, you have, right? And and I looked up and I saw her, but there was other people around. So I just, I guess I just expected someone was going to open the door for her. And then it, two seconds later, you know, I ate my sandwich, looked up, nobody opened the door for her. I said, excuse me. I got up, opened it, and I was like, it, does no one, like, realize that? The... So, uh, so having those experiences if everyone didn't get that, that she gave us the E uh, for experiences that, that you have some compassion, like you can empathize with other people or especially other mothers instead of the judge that we get. I don't know why I put it in quotes, the judge that we get in the mommy world. It's so in quotes and it's so encompassing. The age, there's no judgment on my blog. There's no judgment on my page no judgment when it comes to mothering because when most times I'm mothering myself, you know, even in my forties, I'm mothering myself still. I still have to, it's okay. It's going to be fine. You know, this is not going to derail your entire day. So I'm mothering myself. And therefore the experiences that I go through allow me to mother these toddlers that are totally dependent on me. The other moms that are told, we don't hold enough space for each other as mothers, because everything now is Insta-friendly. Everything now is, okay, when are you going to snap back? Listen, I still have a snack pack from when I had my last, and he's just getting ready to turn 10. 
So there's no snapback in this body, and it's fine. I'm still working. I carried four children. And for mommies that didn't carry, they are just as worthy because they delivered into their home another human being. Whether you foster, whether you surrogate, however you came to be a parent in this world, kudos to you. Because <laughs> the experiences that you're going to have, <laughs> trust me, they're going to change you forever. A hundred percent. And those experiences now that you're talking about it, like the little everyday things or some encounters or some with my daughter, um, especially being autistic, I had to learn different forms of communication. So that experience alone has, has really evolved me into a different kind of person than before. I have to say, yes, I'm a lot more compassionate and empathetic to people who don't have verbals or there's different ways of communicating. You know, everyone doesn't talk through communications. There's, um, you know, body, bodies, like how we hold our bodies. And I talk with my hands. What does this mean? And um, facial expressions. Ooh, I'm really, I have a lot of those. So I've just had to pick up more on those things. So those, that's an experience. And your experiences are valid, not just in your home. They help you with everyone that you come in contact mm. with. First. And you didn't know that you were going to have those experiences until you became a parent. Oh, yeah. Because you cannot borrow them from someone Ooh. else. Right? These are your experiences. That's a good one. And that, it's, it's priceless. I mean, that we get to live this life that we live, even the life of challenges, because I'm sure every day is not peaches. Like today, you said in your words, um, can you hear the baby screaming in the background? I'm like, yes, we can. And that's real mm -hmm. life. Us sitting here right now having this conversation, although we're having it in real time, is not always real life. This is probably the, the most quiet half hour you're going to get for your entire day. Yeah, and, the, and, the, you know and this I mean? didn't look like this. <laughs> I know, you get to do it I get to like, sure, right? yeah, so I feel good about myself. Like this is not like this. And below this, and what's below you? You know, like, what is, like, you're seeing us. Here down, I'm in leopard pants. I got leopards on, you know, like nice. yeah. leopard pants. I love it. <laughs> My um awesome. So now let's move to S. What is S? S is strength. And strength in a number of ways. But when I coined strength, it was about exercise. It was about physical strength. Because and I'm not in any way versed um in your area, being a mom of a child that's on the spectrum. However, I do know that you probably require some physical strength at times in order to get through your days with your daughter. And I do as well. From carrying a newborn, I mean, carrying a newborn for nine to 10 months at a time when they're not walking yet requires my body to be physically strong. If I'm not fit to a certain extent, and I'm not talking about running a, um, like that i'm just saying i work out because it not only helps my body it helps my physical body be able to do what i need to do not just for my clients but i can get on a tennis court and run around for a good 20 minutes with my children i can get on a soccer field and kick a ball with them for a little bit and that does not take away from other um, mothers that are not as fit as they would like to be what I'm saying as far as strength is if strength to you means that you get to walk five minutes a day, 
know, or walk twice a week for an extended period of time. Do something that allows your physical body to feel well enough to carry this burden. Because emotionally alone, you will not be able to sustain being a parent, especially being a middle-aged parent. Because perimenopause and premenopause is no easy feat, okay? You're hot, you're cold, you're warm, you're ice cold. Oh, no, wait, I'm irritable. Oh, wait, I might cry. Um, I'm going to scream. Um, hmm. Come give me a hug. I mean, just the gamut that you go through, right? So it's necessary to be able to be strong enough physically to be able to carry out things. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Figure out what exercise looks yeah. like. And it's just so I went through thirteen weeks of not was it thirteen weeks? I don't know why I counted because I was like, girl, um, of not doing much movement because uh, you know, here in the States there was no in person school for a while, whatever, whatever, right? So it was hard for me to find that time of a real move of a real workout movement. Yes, I took walks, things like that. But like okay. you mentioned, you need some people some moms need more physical strength for their situations. And for my specific situation, I do need that. And I realized that after that time of not doing more of the, you know, real harder workouts, meaning like weightlifting or things like that, mm -hmm. keeping up my muscle tone, um, I wasn't able to do some things for Sophie. Like it was harder for me to pick her up. She is eight. She's like 70 pounds. That's a lot. But for her needs, I still need to physically pick her up or physically carry her or restrain her sometimes that's real life um when you have a that's yeah and she's a cute little girl and you never think that she's gonna like go fast or go for somebody but don't get don't mess with her because sometimes I have to literally you know take and there are some restraints when you work in the world of special needs that um when their inability to always communicate with you sometimes it comes out as a physical communication and when that happens, you have to be ready, <laughs> right? You have mm -hmm. to be ready. And you have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. We use that term in business, but I actually start to use it more so in my You never know what that thing is going to be. So when I say everything, it's not encompassing everything that goes on in the entire world. It's just you have to be ready for a thing. Right, and whenever that thing shows up, you be ready. And how you do that is if you get enough relaxation in, if you get enough experiences in, if you get your strength up, you'll be ready for a thing. I love that. And then you'll have a testimony, mm. which is T. And your testimony is: Do not keep this parenting journey to yourself. Do not keep this mothering journey to yourself. Find an outlet, whether it just be in your journal. Find a platform, whether it be other mommies. Hold space for each other as women because it is not for the thing apart. And there was nobody other than my friends that have children in their 40s that I could talk to about. Did you, did you just see that toddler um, streak by while we were sitting here trying to have our wonderful cup of tea? I mean, and they get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're talking to other people and you're like, oh. That is not my life. I'm like, listen, I'm real. Yeah. Okay? And I deliver it in a way that, yes, it's funny. Yes, it's comical. But this is real life. And if we don't hold space for each other, 
like I'll hold space for you now knowing what I know. If I come across an article that may be able to help you in the way that you um, with Sophie, I'm going to shoot it to your DM, you know? And if I see something that says, oh, you know what, Jackie may be able to use this today, I'll send a, I'll send a quick text. We don't always have to keep it to ourselves. It's not our only burden. Every gift that we get is to be shared. It's not just for us. Another quote. And I, I am like using that too. So every gift we get. Every gift is to be shared. The things that come to us via experiences, via our strength was that we develop as a mom via the relaxation that we get to do while we're living this journey, they all add up to a testimony that you can share with another woman, with another mom, with another person. Um, to Grandiva, that's my friend Audrey is in the comments saying absolutely. And she's a phenomenal mom as well. So she came on to join us and she's now a grandmother. And the experiences we have to remember to give a testimony to others for the things that go on in our life. Give a testimony to other women. Whatever you get to hold space for someone, do it, but do it genuinely. It's not you standing up on a soapbox and saying, guess what happened to me? And yeah. you know what I mean? It's you genuinely listening to what they have to say, wait, and then respond. The waiting is easy. Yes, because some people don't know what listening actually means and or looks like or how to do it, right? Like, you're like, no, listen. And listen with, you know, I like how you said, holding the space to listen without judgment and without looking to respond, fix, uh, repair, or change. You know, I find that mothers just need space to be and say and do and kind of like get it out there and move it through their body. But they're not looking. I'm not always looking for an answer. I'm not looking for you to fix me. I'm not looking for you to solve me. But I think women's particularly mothers are used to solving problems or putting things together and things like that. Sometimes I just want to say something and, and then just move on. Um, and I, right. Yeah. Just let it be. I, I need to say it, someone needs to hear it, and somebody needs to receive it from me so that I can now feel safe enough to go back and rest with my family. <laughs> and I love that you call it a testimony, because at first when I read that, I was like, I'm not sure what that means, right? Like, I was like, I'm not sure what she's meaning by that, but meaning by sharing. And um, I just started sharing more around parenting an autistic child because it was a heavy topic for me. You know, like sometimes things feel a little too much at the moment to put out there. Um, yes. And while I've worked through that, I'm putting it out there more and more. And the more I do, it just feels so good because I tell other people that you're not alone in your story. Yeah, some, there might be specifics in there that is solely yours. But in general, the feeling that we're all searching for of being understood and seen and heard and loved is not uniquely to you. We, I believe as all humans, these are things that we're searching for um, to receive. That makes sense, right? It makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. We are a community and we have different communities, but in this community that we're talking about right now, we are moms, we are women, and we're in our 40s maybe, but if not in your 40s yet, 
You either have one child, two, three, five, however many you have, it's a lot. Okay? <laughs> Some people are like, oh, I only have one. Oh. You have four. I'm like, listen, it's the same amount of work <laughs> with one as with four. It looks more, but it's the same amount of work. And everything, most of it seems to happen up here. Mm. But then by the end of the day, we feel it in here, in our physical bodies. So if we're taking the time to get some relaxation in throughout the day, if we're taking the time to love on our experiences throughout the day, if we're taking the time to strengthen our bodies and our minds throughout the day, and we share our testimonies, it makes us so much more calmer, I feel, so much more able to do what it is that we do. Oh, you said that beautifully summed up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you're a mom of four. Um, that's, yes, you said one and four, but I still think four is a bit more work. <laughs> um, what's like a tip? What's your number one tip you share with other moms, especially middle age, around rest, or any tip? I'm not boxing it. It's to be vulnerable. The entire rest platform is around being vulnerable and powerful. And those things don't always get shared in the same sentence. We can be vulnerable because that gives us the opportunity to be open to receive if we're vulnerable. Because when we are too rigid looking at what other mommies are doing or looking at what my mommy did when she was raising me and how am I supposed to do this, it takes away from your experience. So that's my biggest tip is to be vulnerable. And in your vulnerability, you will learn your power. 100%. It took so long for me to learn that. It took so long for me to learn that. And I implore it on every single mom that I get to work with personally and every single mom that I now um, share my products and my thoughts with. Because it's just, it's impossible to get through this life without learning vulnerability. We take on so much hurt when we're not vulnerable. Mm -hmm. We take on so much pain when we're more rigid. Yeah. So that is the biggest tip I can give to any woman mom out there is to learn where your vulnerability is and learn how to be vulnerable with others. It opens you up, right? I'm not saying that part is easy. It opens you up for a world of hurt at times. But with your children and with the people that care about you the most, it brings in so much power when you're vulnerable. With your it really does. And I think as a society, we think the opposite, right? Brene Brown has done a lot of work on vulnerability and how it correlates with courage. Me too. I, like she puts into words and she could uh, things that I think, but I can't get into words. Right. So she like gives it. A sentence for me to say so and I always credit her I'm always like okay this is what I learned from Brene Brown all the time um, and she talks about vulnerability with courage that one doesn't exist without the other and for right that and unfortunately in this society we think vulnerability is a weakness when actually it takes a lot of courage and strength to be vulnerable in order to grow and etc so um that's really great tip and that all mothers should, you know, take that on, show some vulnerability. Mine is ask for help. Mine is like, there's no shame in the game. Ask for help. It took a village to raise me at 45. It takes, you know, like you need a community um, and ask Absolutely. for help so much better. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. 
and that you can say that and speak that for other um, women and for people that you come in contact with and you ask for help for yourself, it opens you up. It opens you up and allows people to actually come into your space. Yes. yes. We've been told so many myths about being a woman, so many myths about being um, a parent that the things that we have to lead through, if you listen, um, one of the psychologists said that the men's brain is like a box. You know, they put everything in little boxes and they have separate boxes and women's brain is like spaghetti. Everything runs together like this. And it is the truth. But it does that, I think, because we're so interconnected that when we share with each other, we strengthen each other. It brings power. It releases us to be able to serve more. For sure. And I'm, I'm all about serving. Yeah. Oh my God, we could talk forever on this. This has been so wonderful. Thank you for sharing rest with us. Um, I encourage everybody, please take some rest, especially you middle-aged mamas out there, because we need it. We need it for ourselves through this perimenopausal season. I've been talking a lot about perimenopause because I'm very in it. Um, and that's another thing. I you know people, mm-hmm. women don't talk about it enough. So when nobody talks about it, and my friend told me. Why you are so phenomenal. Your podcast is phenomenal. Everybody that's listening right now or that gets to watch us on repeat, listen to it on wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I see what you I just love it. Thank you. That's that's what we do. That's what we do. We don't talk about perimenopause. We don't talk about being in middle age. We don't talk about being middle aged Mm -hmm. mommies. And it's not to take any shade away from the other areas of motherhood or parenting or age ranges. However, this age range for me and for a lot of other mommies is special mm-hmm. That's a- in more ways than you can say the word special. <laughs> Thank you for defining my special season. <laughs> yeah, this price is written. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Darlene. This was just simply awesome. Um, Please follow Darlene at Darlene.Morant. I will tag her here as well. And your website? My website is DarleneMorantConsulting.com. And I'm actually, there's a product of mine out. It's called How to Survive First Few Weeks with Your Newborn. That's available from the link in my bio on my link tree. And I have a blog, which is also on my website, so com, And you guys can check me out there. There's going to be some group coaching coming out soon as well for mommies. And I formed um, a group on Facebook for mommies to be able to share their vulnerabilities and their gifts in there with no judgment. So once that is all set up, I'll make sure that everybody Yes, please share with us and the community. And thank you, thank you, thank you. All that will be in the notes section and the pod comes out tomorrow and we'll be sharing that. But thank you so much, Darlene. Calling in, calling in from Belize and enjoy your rest in Belize. Yes. Thank you. No shame, no shame. Thank you, thank you. Coming from Belize. Everybody has been here, no shame. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for You're having welcome. me, Jackie. It was great talking. You too. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Be on Small Talk every Thursday at 4 right here on IG Live. Thank you. Bye. Bye.